Hello and welcome to the How To Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power, joined once again by my fearless co-host, Sean Bennett. We are here to bring you more absolutely thrilling content. And we got a packed show this evening, just like we always do, right, Sean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. This We are going to get into some of the stuff that makes John and I just giggle with glee as we're planning this episode. Just so stoked to be able to go through this stuff. Giggle with glee. I giggle love with giggling glee. with you, my man. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into our absolutely thrilling content, we got some things to go through, which we we always do, Sean. I had an adventure this weekend in the mountains. Uh, I have to admit, I went through my first little um, stint about a week ago. So it was it was last week, midweek, about Wednesday of missing San Diego. Really? Yeah. Was yeah. it the weather? What, what what was the main driver for you missing it? I, I, you know, I can't really say it was a um, I missed my commute. I used to to let the listeners know I used to actually ride my bike about two hours a day on my way to work at, at my old company that Sean and I worked at together. And the way home was a solid hour of just uphill. Um, a lot of fun for me, for me, Sean, I should say not everybody. And it took me a long time to work up to that. I used to take the trolley home every, every day. Mm -hmm. Um, but then when COVID hit, I just, you know, I was like, you know what? I just need to start going for it. So I started actually riding all the way home and it had been a while here. It's really flat. Go figure. I live in a Valley. Yep. And I think the main driver was just, I missed something about, I was missing that experience of just having like a full 22 hours on the, or 22 hours, 22, (laughs) seriously, all day, um, 22 miles a day on the bike. And, um, yeah, I was just thinking thinking back on it, and I guess I got a little reminiscent. And it, mainly, it was probably just, I think, the the mix of not having altitude mm-hmm. here as readily available, and then having it. And it was funny, because I mentioned to my buddy at work, I was like, yeah, I was kind of missing the commute. He's like, what? <laughs> Why would you ever miss your commute? I was like, oh, said no, no one in ever, ever in the history of the corporate world has anyone ever said the phrase, I miss my older commute. I'm telling you guys, jump on a bike and it'll take you places that you never <laughs> thought you'd go. <laughs> so yeah, this weekend I actually got up, I got to tackle our local mountain here called South Mountain. Okay. And you can actually take it all the way from the base to the top where there's these antennas and it was a solid 17 miles of, of riding up in elevation. And it's the first time in months that I've really pushed myself to like that level. Mm-hmm. I got 1800 foot of elevation and I, I, I peaked the heart rate out, which you always, you always have to do that um, with when you're climbing in the mountains. So yeah, number number of satisfying things, and it just set me up for su- success this week. I just feel, I just feel that you know it's it's totally taken that glum yeah feeling and just smashed it. So was that on your road bike or a mountain bike in the in Ro- the road bike? Okay, yeah, that was bike. another thing that was actually kind of bumming me out. Um, <laughs> uh, the I my mountain bike was out of commission for. Hmm. Uh, I came back from San Diego. 
And my bike, my mountain bike, it's like a, a second child or something. It, it needs so much attention. It needs to be constantly worked on. I'm like, come on, man. Can't you just be like my road bike? He's like, nah, no. I need way too much. So both my tires were flat and I couldn't, I tried to do it myself and Sean, I just caved. I, I took it to mm. the bike, the bike, uh, shop shout out to Spartan rides here in, in Arizona. Definitely recommend them. They were reasonable. The, the guy was awesome. I talked with the mechanic for a while. I want to, I genuinely want to bring this guy like a six pack. I haven't felt like that in a long time from like a service provider. Yeah. But I was just like this guy. So anyway, I'm going to do that. I'm going to like grab some, I'm going to like text him or call him and be like, Hey man, do you like certain beer? I'm just going to drop it off. Cause that's how it just made me feel that good. That's amazing. I, I, I have not had an experience like that at a bike shop yet, but I, I look forward to having that experience, but that, well, that's this, really cool. Yeah. This is like small. I mean, they're like, he literally walked me into the back and he was working on bikes and we were just chatting. Got so it, this okay. is like small beginnings. They, they like just opened it. He said it was a relatively new business, two people working that afternoon, nobody really in there. And anyway, I just like meeting businesses like that, where you can really feel like, oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. These guys are really honest. They're charging a fair wage um or you know for the labor and parts and stuff so i'm definitely going to be giving them all my business but um anyway with all that to say now the mountain bike is up and running but i was on the road bike in the mountain so mountain biking is this weekend okay okay got it because there's there can be a fine line when you're riding in the mountains or you're mountain biking so i just had to clarify well that's that's very smart sean because i do all of them so i you gotta you gotta (laughs) you gotta make sure you're keeping me straight with John, you have to be very specific when it involves a bike. You have to know exactly what you're talking about. That's because if not, right. I'm visioning a road bike, you know, going off rocks and stuff. And it's it's going to be a rough day. No, the, it's a paved road. It okay. was. Oh, man, it was so good. And then the descent, just 1800. Well, I think it's like <laughs> 1500 feet or so. But you're just coming down the two lane road. And mm. oh, man, it was it was great. That's amazing. Highly recommend. So how's the unemployment life treating you, Sean? The listeners want to know how you're, how you're feeling. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, it's got its ups and downs. Uh, I'm definitely really having fun, enjoying, having fun and enjoying the freedom. So like this morning I went, I packed myself a lunch, made myself a sandwich and a bag of chips, and then went and sat at Kate Sessions Park, famous familiar in San Diego. Uh, it's in kind of the La Jolla Pacific Beach area um, sat there and read a book for like three hours. The the third book in the James Reese series um, oh. from Jack Carr. So you're already you're already uh, you're you're moving through. Yep. Yeah, I'm already on book three. I crushed book two yesterday. Um, I already ordered four and five. I have sitting next to me so I can finish the series before I start the TV show. Oh. But uh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been good. I have to admit it's been kind of, it's been tough because I, for the first time in as long as I can really remember as an adult, um, not having a purpose or like a reason to get up and get to work every day and, and, you know, a reason to get up and shower and actually commute and do something. Um, so I'm having, I'm kind of finding my depression kicks in a little bit. I kind of like, oh, I could just lay in bed all day. Oh, I just want to sleep. I don't really want to do anything. And I struggle with that. So to get out of that, 
I actually went to Walmart, got myself a little five pack of dry erase markers. I've got a mirror in my room that I'm using as a pseudo whiteboard. And I've actually laid out everything I'm going to do tomorrow. And I, it's like check boxes. I'm going to check them off to kind of satisfy my engineering logic yes. checkbox brain and uh, using that to actually make sure I get out of bed and do the things that I want to do. Dude, that is so smart. And well, that's actually kind of a teaser for the later on topic that we're going to be diving into. We're going to be breaking down some various ways to, to fight the pain in another <laughs> aspect of life. So uh, no, that's great, Sean. I'm happy to not happy to hear that you're feeling a little bit down from time to time. But as I mean, even as I said at the beginning of this episode, I was feeling down last week too. Mm -hmm. um, this happens when you make changes in your life and we've both taken steps here. I mean, mine's definitely not as drastic as yours, but I will say moving that yeah. was the oh, other it's, thing. It's pretty drastic. That's that's a drastic change. It, it's it's like a different type of drastic because I feel like we we're at the six month mark, and it was just at the point where we we're kind of we're settling in, right? So now your mind is actually able to process. Oh, like this is it. Mm -hmm. This is it. Like you're not. There's nothing else. You're not going back to some place, or you're not. Um. But anyway, we're we're both feeling good and. It's been a been a positive experience overall, but you can't help but feel bummed from time to time. That's part of yeah, every new transition. So, but I'm I'm glad you're you're taking it in the right direction, establishing good uh, protocols with regards to the the data that you're going to be putting <laughs> into the brain every day, man. Yep, exactly. And that I, the reason I also did it on my mirror is it's something that I look at every day when I'm brushing my hair or my beard or whatever it is. And oh yeah. You got to re get ready to go out there, man. Yeah, hey, exactly. Exactly. Whoa. You know, if I can just look at something like something I look at every day, I can put there, Hey, I'll, Oh, that's right. You need to go practice flying your drone today. Boom. Okay. Now I look at it. I get up, I brush my hair. Boom. Go fly your drone. You have a drone. I do. I just bought it. That was part what? of part of what I was getting to. Yeah. I oh, hit, hit which the, one? The DJI Mini Two. It was a deal at Costco. Um, How much? Four thirty for the Dang drone, man. its own bag, two batteries, and the remote um, with some couple replacement blades I and stuff. I have wanted one of. Is it the Mini One or the Mini Two? Mini Two. The DJI Mini Two. Um, Gosh, man, I that has been on my list for so long. I did. So does it? Does it scratch the itch? It does. It really does. It's. Um, I had. A couple of issues, I had to call DJI uh, tech support and have them actually send me some files to get the app working properly on my phone. But once I got that, it was working smoothly. But it is so much fun. And I'm intentionally starting at the bottom, right? I'm looking up YouTube videos, beginner drone practicing, because whether I want to use it actually for videography or not, I want to just be able to know that I can if I need to fly drone for work or if I need to fly drone just for fun. And so... I actually got it and I'm just doing the, you know, like hover at eye level and just do square patterns back forth. Now turn it around. So you're doing inverted controls, do squares, super, super beginner stuff. But my goal is to, you know, if I keep doing that a couple of times a week, after a couple of months, my brain will be able to muscle memory the controls. And then I can start taking it higher and farther and trust myself and not, not to, lose not, it. <laughs> to not lose it. Cause it's not one of it. the most expensive drones. There are some crazy expensive ones out there, but oh, yeah. I still don't want to lose a $430 drone. No. 
<laughs> Who does? So, 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 and this is the one that I was looking at because it's under the 250 gram for the FAA regulations. So you correct. don't have to be, you're skating the law there. Anyway, yep. that's what I want. Cause I want to have one for the mountains. Mm-hmm. And this is the one that I was looking at. So anyway, I, I'm interested to hear more on your review at some point I'll, I'll get one, but I yeah, don't... absolutely. And I've, the highest I've gone so far is only about 50 feet. Um, just because in, in residential, it kind of freaks me out having any higher and the max in the U S is 400 feet. That's the step of the FAA. So I haven't even gotten close to what the max height and kind of, you know, using the camera to its full extent, but I have done, you know, a little bit of flying in my backyard. I've gone up to the rec center and done some flying up there. Um, and I just want to get more familiar with it, more confident. And that way, even let's say, you know, I want to take some beautiful pictures of just San Diego. Like I'm just going to go out and do it. So dude, that's so cool, man. Well, good for you. That's awesome. What a, what a neat little, little add in there to the, and we'll have, we'll link this, this drone specifically in the show notes. So you guys can know what we're talking about. If you have no idea what a drone is, then just look it up in Google and it'll tell you. But uh, another fun thing that's happening, which I've been doing, Sean, to kind of keep myself sane and, um, I've, I've always been doing it at, since high school, which is play some video games. And I me like and it. a good buddy of mine have been playing Fortnite. Um, I've always been a fan of the art style ever, actually ever since school. 2017 is when I started playing Fortnite. Mm-hmm. So like our last, that was great. Like our last semester when I need to be really focusing, I'm diving yep. into this new <laughs> world. That was me with Assassin's Creed. My whole senior year was Assassin's Creed on my PC. So I took, I, I feel it. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Anyway, they do some of the coolest things and they just recently pulled out the nerd card of all time. They're doing a Fortnite times Dragon Ball Z smash. Ooh. So anyway, it's like you can play as Vegeta and <laughs> Bulma and Goku. You You have to pay for the skin. Of course, but I mean, come on, man. It's so sweet. And then in game, they have the Kamehameha. So you literally pick it up and you can, oh, that's so cool. Dude, it's legit. They, they kill it. Hats off for creativity. It makes me so excited. And, uh, and, and just anyway, just something that's so dynamic and new all the time is, it's just really fun for me. Cause I only get to play like maybe an hour and a half a week, you know, Mm -hmm. we're not. We're not playing a lot here, Sean. <laughs> You're not not in the intense gaming situation like you used to be. Uh no, definitely no. not. No. So but that's okay. You guys can do it for us, right, listeners? I'm sure there's some gamers out there. If you're playing something, let us know in the comments below and or, or through our website or Gmail account. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, let's go through our social media here. Let's do it. Um Sean is the man when it comes to the social media. He set up our website. It's howtohobbypodcast.com. That's the best way to find us, stay in touch, read about us, and see everything from Sean's crazy eats to my insane feats every single day. I don't know if new content is coming out every day, but we come out with a new episode once a week is what we do. So that's where you're going to find it there first. But if you do want to send us a more detailed question, or concern regarding what we're talking about, you can reach us at howtohobbypodcast at gmail.com. That's our email. And then we do have social media, Instagram, Twitter, at howtohobbypodcast. And that is just where we have a blast playing around on the social media, 
it's it's just the best thing. Not really, but uh, we have to do it anyways. <laughs> oh, man. Sean, let's get into the content tonight. We've got some fun things to talk about this evening. And I'm going to start off with a little app application here, listeners, to get you get you spooled up. So tonight we're going to be talking about finances. We've done this in the past, but tonight we're, we've hinted at this in, in prior episodes. Uh, this is going to be going in depth. So if you haven't heard our prior financial episodes on maybe more of the top level, listen to those. Uh, but tonight we're going to be diving into the more nitty gritty, how we take this on every single day of our lives, because that's what it takes to understand finances and do it well. And to really drive that point home, I just want to walk you through some of the things that I've, I've read about online regarding past lottery winners. Let's take Keith Go. His winnings of seven, $17.3 million. He picked up $9 million in prize money when his numbers came up. Keith splurged on luxury and spoiled family and friends. And as, as his spending spiraled out of control, his wife divorced him and Keith descended into alcoholism. Broke oh, and in serious debt, he died of a heart attack. Oh, God. That's terrible. Poor Keith. This is just, I didn't even think that would be the one that I would start off with. And apparently it is. <laughs> All right, let's talk about David Lee Edwards winning of $27 million. Man, one in 2002, flushed with cash. Edwards went on the mother of all spending sprees, blowing the lot in under five years on a huge mansion, a fleet of luxury cars, not to mention copious amounts of narcotics, ravaged by drugs and estranged from his wife. The ill-fated lottery winner died in 2013 at the stunning age of 58, penniless and alone. Now, I really hope that he wasn't completely alone. But regardless, he died penniless and at 58 yeah. when most of us are should be just getting into retirement. Now, I'm not putting these out there just to make people sad. Right, Sean? Yeah, no, definitely not. There there are lessons to be learned from this. And that's that is definitely one of the things that we are going to be getting into tonight. And it's so important to look at the stories of lottery winners because everyone has this picture of I'm going to win the lottery and I'll be set for life. And in reality, it, it can be a very, very dangerous spiral. Very dangerous. And one of the big things that we'll just say right up front that Sean and I believe wholeheartedly is it does not matter how much money you make. It's all about what you're doing with the money you do make. So whether you're making and and let's let's be honest. Most people today that have a college degree, maybe in the STEM field, are probably going to be above the what break even point for happiness regarding money, which is at this point, I think with inflation around ninety five or a hundred thousand dollars. I don't know, but I, we should probably fact check that, Sean. I think it <laughs> yeah. went up. It used to be seventy five thousand. If you have a salary of a seventy five grand or more, it does not matter from that point on. Mm -hmm. And I love thinking in that way because it's just such a uh, it's such a dangerous rabbit hole to go down the the constant spending, um, the spending spree of all spending sprees. When you start thinking about luxury goods, so we're going to go through some of the important ways that Sean and I have developed 
uh, budgeting tools. And we're going to talk first and foremost about the big bear in the room. And we're not talking about the black bear this week. That was last week. That was last check, week. Check out the wilderness tips, safety tips video, or I mean, <laughs> episode if you want to hear more. But tonight we're talking about inflation. It's here. Apparently, uh, Biden has signed the anti-inflation bill. Did you see that today, Sean? I actually didn't. Tell me about it. Oh, well, it's his biggest step forward, uh, apparently. I No, I don't know. I saw that today. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly what it contains, but it's supposed to... Um, it's the Inflation Reduction Act gives the party a second chance to try a new marketing strategy is what this this is. <laughs> okay, so it's a it's a marketing strategy. Uh, it looks like it lowers drug prices, makes the biggest investment in combating the climate crisis just past the Senate. Interesting. So it sounds like like typical bills. There's yep. a lot wrapped into one. So. Yep. I'm, what I'm going to say, Sean, is I don't think that just because this bill went into effect today, it means that all of a sudden things are going to get cheaper. That's not the way our oh, economy works, right? This no, is a absolutely not. This is a political move, and and uh, maybe maybe it does something, but maybe it doesn't. We can't wait for the government to bring down our prices. There's way too much fluctuation out there in the market, right? Yeah, it, it's. I mean, that's my thought. I, I definitely agree. The, I, I think doing things like the Reduction Act, Inflation Reduction Act, will help. I think it's going to take several months, if not years, for those effects to really be felt. So I think in the short term, a lot of what we just have to do is, it sucks, but accept the fact that inflation is here. Don't ignore it. Deal with it. And pay work. for your five dollar beer at BJ's. <laughs> pay for five dollar beer. Pay for. I actually have seen dollar more. <laughs> pay. You know, use your money for you if you if you have the ability to combat inflation the best that we can and and budget. I mean, they, we're gonna say the word budget so many times tonight that you guys are probably gonna be completely sick of it. But it is one of the most crucial things you can do to plan your money. And uh, yeah, budget, 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 everything. Oh my goodness. Well, so Sean, what are some of the ways that you're combating the inflation or or things? Have you put any things in, pl in place in your own weekly protocols regarding money? I have the, the first thing that I did purely when I look at what is what is caused or what are what are things that are most affected by inflation? Really, it's gas and food. Uh, those are the two things that are at least hitting me the hardest right now, gas and yep. food. Yep. So there's not a whole lot we can do about gas unless you have the ability, like John, to ride a bike to and from work or to and from the store, however much you can walk. Um, for some of us, it may be a little bit more challenging depending on where you are in the U.S., depending on weather. Um, so there's not a whole lot you can do there. Try and drive gently. <laughs> Get the best gas mileage. Don't drive aggressive and, and or drive like on a people. Fiend. That's what I do. <laughs> or, and I just pretend that I'm getting again. <laughs> exactly. No, no, don't do that. But, Angry. Uh, don't Angry use sport driving. <laughs> don't use sport mode. Stay don't, out don't of sport mode. <laughs> econ only. Yes. Um, but where I focused on saving as, as much money as I can, at least in reducing the impact of inflation is my food. 
doing their best to Love stop it. stop as much as I can eating out. I don't want to completely cut it out because it makes me happy and I do enjoy doing it. And yes. I'm not going to completely cut out all, everything. More but, mood time. Correct. More mood time. But really focusing on making sure that the meals that I am going out to eat are done with intent. It's not just, oh, I'm just too bored or I'm too lazy to cook. It's like, no, I'm going out to dinner with friends. I'm willing to spend a little bit more tonight because I'm going to be doing it for the social aspect or for whatever it is, or to make myself happy. Um, like I'm going to be taking myself out to lunch tomorrow just because I can't. Um, but as everywhere I can, I'm focusing on, I make my own coffee at home. I cook mm. as much as I can at home. I make sandwiches. I eat oatmeal. I make eggs for breakfast, whatever it is. I do whatever I can to eat as much as I can at home. That right there is the biggest thing for me. I have watched my spending drop down in my, as I call it, my eating out category. Um, I've dropped spending there because I've seen spending rise in gas and some of the other areas. And so that, that's what I'm doing. What about, what about you? What are you doing? Yeah, no, actually you're, you're right on the, on the button. I think um, I feel the same exact way with regards to the, the family budget um, gas. You can't help man. And it's, so we've had a number of trips to San Diego over the summer and they've, they've kind of hurt the, the pocketbook a little bit, but, miles well spent um i think coming back and getting solidified in our routine here it's definitely been planned with intent so i am going full engineer on the on the grocery budget um obviously it's like tactical tactical spending really um you know planning keeping a list a detailed list not going into the supermarket and just letting your your woes take you to wherever they may want to go on that day going in um full and uh yeah, I don't, it, it's that, no it's, it's so okay. true it's so true i hate Same. shopping when i'm hungry because i always end up buying more than i need yep. everything looks good when you're hungry yep and and really trying to make a point to clear out the fridge before buying that next thing so instead of like buying i mean sometimes when things are oh, like earlier this year or even before inflation was hitting like last year you know, you buy like two of that thing or, mm-hmm. you know, you like kind of you you go a little bit to have a little bit more um, just because you can. I don't know. Um, but we're actually doing another thing that's helped as well. Um, so me and Ali are doing the 75 day challenge, which is cut out alcohol except on special occasions. So we have our okay. upcoming anniversary this weekend. So we're going to have drinks then, but we're not doing any alcohol and we're doing um, a uh, 45 minutes or more of exercise a day. Okay. So that is kind of one reducing alcohol is a huge one. Uh, that that's another 20 bucks right there. Every single time. Easily, easily, easily. I'm talking, um, and then the big one that I just implemented two weeks ago actually was keeping a weekly menu. Um, so just, knowing exactly what you're going to make every single night for dinner keeps yep. you on point and keeps your, you're already planning. I actually really enjoy it. I've never done this before. This is the first time I've done this, but when you start having a physical written down menu, it almost goes to what you were talking about on the whiteboard. Yep. I have a notebook and I just have week of this, you know, week of eight, eight week of eight fifteen. And I'll just right at the beginning say, okay, we're doing this, this is, and you can really break it up like couple, I'll get two proteins at the store. Um, and then, cause that's another one, meat, 
is another expensive category. So if you can yep. reduce, if you can be more specific and reduce and then buy things to add around that vegetables to kind of round out the dish, um, grains to, uh, yeah. So like, let me, let me see what were we doing this week? I, I was just walking you through, but so yesterday we did, um, I, I love doing macaroni and cheese. And but elevating it, so adding sausage Ooh. and um, you know, garlic and parmesan cheese and a little bit of acid like lemon on top. Um, and then you know, I do it over like even some spinach or something just to just to make it go more further for the for the kids and the in mm-hmm. the family. And then tonight we did cowboy chili, which is a Rachel Ray recipe. Um, tomorrow is probably going to be a mix of leftover that's everything you have some leftovers then you can like as the week you can kind of put a tbd on (laughs) you know the later in the week and uh and then we're also to go along with you only going to be eating out one time a week at a physical restaurant yep yep i like that you're you're speaking here to my childhood because that's how (laughs) i grew up so it's funny that you you hadn't started this until now. I was raised in a household where my mom every Saturday morning would sit down with a notebook and she would write out physically Sunday through Saturday for the next week. And she would go, all right, give me ideas for dinner. And everyone would have to sit there or stand in the kitchen where you make coffee or whatever. And you have to throw ideas. Ah, I really want meatloaf this week. Or I really want spaghetti this week or whatever it is. And she would say, okay, Monday's going to be meatloaf. Tuesday's going to be spaghetti. Wednesday's going to be pork chops. And then that's how she would build her shopping list and she'd go okay i need to go to albertson's for this stuff because they have better prices for this meat i need to go to costco to get this and she would lay this whole thing out it would take a while but it meant that when she hit the store she got an entire week's grocery shopping done in a couple of hours because she was just bang 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 straight through every store knew exactly where to go so that that's what i grew up with and i've actually fallen out of doing that because I was so rigid in that structure yeah. that now it's like, Oh God, I don't want to plan what I'm doing tomorrow. I want it to be more of a in the moment kind of thing, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it saved them a lot of money and a lot of headache by planning meals out. Well, and, and you know, it's funny. That is a thing that I think can be really detrimental to the week for, <laughs> for creative people. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I'm combating this, I like that you brought that up kind of the rigid, it's like almost like chains to yep. the to the routine. The way I'm combating that is actually I just I say caved, but I for a long time I've been avoiding I did the New York Times cooking subscription for 60 days. It's free. Okay. And I was avoiding paying for it for a <laughs> long time. I have no idea why. It's not a lot of money, right? It's it's uh ends up being 350 a month if you break it down, if you pay the year lump sum. Okay. Okay. And so from that standpoint, I was like, you know what? This is like cheaper than every streaming service. This is cheaper than I, and it's going to bring another level of diversity to the meal. So on, believe it or not, actually on the weekend, I just did a brand new recipe I've never done before. It's a sheet pan. Oh, my girl, Melissa Clark. Of course, <laughs> she's the one who got me to do it because she, she had a sheet pan recipe up there. It's um, chicken thigh. Uh, with coriander and oregano, a lot of spices I haven't used a lot of, and then chunks of zucchini on the sheet pan. And then I threw, I did some veggies along with that as well to just add a little bit more um, and some quinoa. But anyway, it was great, man. And 
so now I'm going to be using this app. There's an app and in it, they also send you like weekly recipes in an email. It's a okay. pretty slick system. Yeah. And so that's going to be the way that I keep it fun and dynamic and have those pops like on the weekend, you know, do something more extravagant. And I think listeners, this is something that you can really take as a, don't look at this as a detriment to your well-being. Oh, I can't do DoorDash anymore. Think of it like this is a new time. What I made tonight, I was like, you know what? This is better than any anything I could have eaten out. It made me feel good. It tasted good. It was well-seasoned. Um, and it's just like simple basics, right? Little acid, a little bit more salt, you know, more salt than you think. Mm-hmm. Um Way more salt than you think. It's, yeah, exactly. it's sometimes shocking how much salt and butter yes. you actually need for a lot of garlic. <laughs> lot of garlic. I, I live off of garlic. Uh, oh, I definitely, I definitely feel it. But you, you brought up a good point with just even mentioning DoorDash and that, cause like there's, there's a, there are like different tiers of eating out when you're looking at eating out versus eating at home. There's, I'm going to go out to eat. I'm going to go out and pick something up and take it home, or I'm going to order DoorDash and have it delivered or Uber Eats or whatever app you have. When I had COVID back in January, we did a lot of DoorDash. It was for like two straight weeks. Every meal was DoorDash because we were lazy. We didn't want a grocery shop uh, to like have it delivered. And, you know, we weren't feeling great. So we're like, oh, just yeah. DoorDash, just feed me everything. Oh, of course. And it was absolutely crazy to, to, after we got out of quarantine, to go to the same restaurant and instead of doing DoorDash, just order it online and pick it up. And you're saving like 20% alone just because DoorDash raises the prices on everything. So like a pizza is $10 in store, it's $12 on DoorDash. Yeah. But they yep. don't tell you that the prices are more expensive in the app. So we were saving like 8 to $10 by just driving one mile to pick yeah. it up ourselves versus having someone deliver it so there's so many ways you can save money out there even eating out i promise you definitely and again you it's not that you want to reduce and come you could even still we could still eat out twice a week and it'd be fine um but it's just i think right now just be a little bit more tactical be a little bit more frugal we'll come out of this and and i think overall it'll it'll put more money in our pocketbooks which is which is always good in our pockets i should say Yep. Um, I don't carry a pocketbook. I have a wallet. <laughs> I have some plastic, but yeah, me too. Um, so Sean, this is one that I know uh we we're kind of skirting around the 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 main event tonight, which is the budgeting side and how how we do that. Um, but I'm curious about some of your additional content here. So checking versus savings. I think that's a really good place to from what we've been talking about, dive into. Yeah. So I, I, I have an ally. So I have ally for my savings account and I have Schwab for my checking account. And the reason I went with those two is because they're not brick and mortar banks. Um, I have a high yield savings account with uh, Schwab. I just got an email today. It was just raised to 1.75% APY. And then I have a checking account with Schwab and the reason I wanted to talk about this checking versus savings is when you're looking at budgeting, there are so many ways that you can play this game of, and I was just talking with my brother too. He's a freelancer. So his income is so irregular. He could get a check for $2,000 today and then not see anything for three weeks. And then get a check for $4,000 and not see anything for four weeks after that. So um, he was like, I don't know how to budget this. This is, I'm struggling mm. to, to figure out how to do this. 
And I was like, okay, well, do you keep all your money in your checking account or do you move anything to savings? And he was like, honestly, with the fluctuality, I keep everything in my checking account. Just whatever money comes in, it goes straight in the checking account and it just sits there. So yeah. when I pay my credit cards or I pay my car, I can quickly transfer that to everything. I don't have to worry about a savings account. And I said, I feel it, but you're missing out on, on money by not having a high yield yep. savings account and earning that interest on that money every day. Even a small, small little bit could help, you know, just since I opened my savings account, I've earned almost $200 in interest alone, just, just by taking the, the hour to wow. set up the account in the, the three years I've had it, I've gained like $200. That's great. Earned itself. So, um, that is really good. I won't go into the explicits of checking versus savings. All I'm going to do ask the listeners to do is to research it. Do a little bit of research for yourself. Look at Ally. Look at some of the other save high yield savings accounts. Look at your checking account. Does your current bank offer any good savings accounts? Do you have anything that would be a good idea for you to move money into or out of? Um, there's so many different ways you can do it, but I just recommend giving it some thought and, and researching it. Even if you just want to go sit at your bank and just say, hey, tell me about your savings accounts. Tell me why should I sign up with you for X account or for Y account? And it's their job to, to tell you why you should do it. So I recommend doing that. Well, and every single one of these is like a tool in the tool belt. So I yep. think what we want you guys as listeners to start understanding and thinking about, and maybe you're a pro. Again, if these are all things and lessons that you already know, then that's wonderful. And we're happy that you're at that point. But I think there's the, the norm is that people don't really look at even credit cards. I mean, I would really look at, we have three weapons in the, in the sheath. You got your checking, you've got your savings, and you have your credit cards. And if you can successfully create a world where all of those work harmoniously to get you your best goals, like for instance, Sean, I did the blue cash preferred. I, I started off this year talking about, that was the last time we had that financial mm -hmm. episode. I had talked about how I just got the American Express. And I'm happy to say that uh, it's been wonderful because- not only are we getting the 3% on gas and I think it's 6% on groceries yep. back, um, which is, which is the best we've are, I can already safely say at least with our budget. So it's a $95 a year wave for the first year. We have already received back in credits. Um, it is, where are we at? 400 and <laughs> $50, right around 450 has been back. So we've already, I mean, again, it was, it was, you see these moments and, and what I want to encourage listeners is there are ways to skirt the, the system and do, and use these tools effectively and, and see dividends. So, you know, Sean's saying he's, he's had this interest payback. Um, you know, in this sense, obviously that credit card may stay in the wallet because I'm not even only just using that one. I'm using on other credit cards for travel and, and to get points back. And I think the next step that we're going to do, I'm, I'm already planning out our next kind of aqua, um, acquisition of cards is probably getting the next, I'm going to re-churn the chase Sapphire preferred to get the sign on bonus. Okay. Uh, Cause we're planning to do Hawaii next year. So we gotta, we gotta get on the, get on the plan, but I don't want to go into the weeds. This between the credit cards, the checking and the saving, if you can use the credit cards 
to pay and successfully be able to pay those cards off within your two week to once a month um, revolving door is what I would call it. The financial revolving door. You want to bring down all your payments to zero and you want to still have money to pay all your bills. So determining how to do that. Um, I definitely use saving Sean for all of my mortgage payment. I mean, at this point we have two mortgages mm -hmm. um, and double the bills for two properties. So it's, it gets very, unless I'm actually setting reminders, use a reminders app listeners. Um, there is no way that I have lists, handwritten lists, and then reminders for various bills that are coming in because without it, I, we're getting close to the point. I think it's still okay. But like, if we acquire another property, if we're up to three at some point and, or we have just another, like an ADU on the back, mm -hmm. which we, we want to, um, it will be a, it will get overwhelming. Yep. So, and that's yeah, a scary, I, that's a scary part. Once it becomes overwhelming, that's when you start losing track of things. You start missing bills. You start missing deadlines. And, and that can be an incredibly scary moment to get into. So planning ahead as far as you can and prepping for that. And also not jumping straight into trying to knock the stuff out. If you've never done any sort of budgeting like this, you've never dealt with this, don't just, I need to set up all my budgeting every single penny by tomorrow. It's going to be too overwhelming. You're going to not be able to do it and you're going to quit. You got to do small chunks, slowly set things up and build your build success for yourself um, in the long term. That's all of this. Everything we're talking about is all setting yourself up for success for the rest of your life, not just for tomorrow. Yeah. And a budget, I, I like to think of a budget as another tool. I think so we're going to we're going to do a continuation here and dive into Sean's spreadsheet. That's going to take, uh, I think, a full episode to really understand his magic behind the scenes. But so look forward to that coming up in the in in the weeks to come here as we close out the summer. But there are other budgeting tools if you don't want to go full bore. We're going to we're going to doctor this up. We're going to try and get a a template for you guys if you're interested in trying to start utilizing an actual spreadsheet. Me and Sean are going to put one up for you and put it on the website so you can drive along with us to this journey to financial success. But again, we like to think of it as right now, we're not investing. We're investing in tomorrow and not in today. I really don't care, Sean, if I'm wearing rags right now. Compare, I mean, I have polos that I've had since for seven years mm -hmm. um, that, that I'm still wearing to work. They look fine. I think, you know, we get so caught up in this i gotta look nice i gotta do this and again i'm not saying don't look nice but i think there's this constant churn of like oh but I, this year i've got to get this and this and this and this and my biggest tool in the tool belt outside of checking savings credit cards is the want list the yep. physical list that really drives whether or not i make a purchase and i'm not talking about the five dollar coffee I mean, again, if you're a coffee fiend and you need to have your $5 coffee once a week or twice a week, if you do it every day, then I'm going to say that's not good. But if you, <laughs> if you have to have it, I think I was just talking to somebody, Sean, about in America, if we want something, even in the midst of this time, in this inflation-ridden time, mm 
If we want something, we can have it with the correct systems in place, the correct protocols with how to handle and save money and mitigate risk. We can have anything we want. Do you agree with that? I absolutely do. It may not. The caveat there is you can have everything you want. It just may not want. You may not get it as fast as you want it. That's it. That's the key. The key. The, The It used to be that if I wanted a new couch because my couch is falling apart, I didn't buy that couch until I had saved up the money for the couch. And then they went on and paid cash for it. Nowadays, because we can put everything on credit cards, and mm. I, I love credit cards. I think that they are a fantastic <laughs> invention. I'm not dogging Me on credit too. cards. I'm dogging on the way lo- some people use credit cards. Where it's got to be just... careful, even though with the love. It's... <laughs> yes, you do, you do. But the the concept of I can get anything I want. I just may take a little bit to get there. I mean, it took me, I've wanted a drone for over a year, if not longer than that. And it took me so long to convince myself that I had the funds to buy one, even being unemployed. I was like, Oh my God, this is a horrible decision. What am I doing? This is $400. You know, Oh my God, I don't have income coming in. I was like, no, you've saved for this. You've worked for this. You've wanted one. You didn't just splurge and buy it the second you wanted it. And it means that I'm actually going to play with it and use it rather than just buying it, burning out on it, throwing it away. So you're going to, you can get anything you want. I absolutely agree. It's just going to take some time. Well, and compared, I like to think in comparison to the rest of the world as well. Like we are the most well off (laughs) if you're in the U.S. now. And and I think most of the Eastern world, um, you can agree with us in this, that we have it better off than a lot of other places in the world. And it's so we got to remember that we got to remember that being able to have the things that we have, the, the, the ability to even go out and have somebody else prepare for food for us, even if it's just once a week mm-hmm. um, or once every two weeks, that is a blessing. And we have to understand that and take that in. And that'll, that fills you with more contentment. I mean, it definitely fills me with more contentment. I'm speaking out of my own personal experience. And then when you actually spend the time to one, it makes gifts sweeter because you're able, when you get a nice gift, you're even more happy because you're like, I would never buy this. I just got a nice cologne for myself with birthday money that I got. And I was right there with you, Sean. I was like, this is ridiculous. This is so expensive (laughs) because it, you know, I mean, I wanted to get something nice that, yeah, that was, I I'm a big sense guy. I like to smell good. And it had been like years since, you know, I had with kids and everything and, you know, just getting married. I I ran out and then that was it. John's been stinking for like three years. Stinking. I mean, I've been on the bike sweating. (laughs) <laughs> just stinking it up. My wife comes. I, you smell. I remember that that would happen from time to time. You smell. You need to go. T-. I'm like, yep, I do. I'm I'm doing better now. I got cologne. Um, but yeah, the want list again. Definitely utilize it. Add as much as you want, but look at it. Do not do the. What it does is it, uh, takes away the impulse buying. And again, I think most of the time, Sean, if you impulse buy a twenty dollar item, sometimes you make a mistake. I've yep. made them like, <laughs> oh, you know what? Oh, this is, this is just too good a deal. Like the other, like recently, probably the most recent impulse buy. I think it may have even still been on my want list, but I legitimately, there, there was a um, moment I was on a break at work and 
I was on the phone and I actually bought something like that. That's happened like once or twice. And you know what it was? It was a Patagonia um, R1 hoodie air. I really, okay. I, I'm an outdoors guy. So I look at like the outdoors gear and it was more like, oh, well, I'm going to use this throughout my life of like outdoors. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of in my mind, it, this is stupid. This is a really bad thought. But in my mind, <laughs> it was, I have a hoodie now, but it's starting to wear down and deteriorate. So in about a year, I'll need another one. And, or this is like my nice hoodie that again, what am I, th what was just, I thinking? Just trying to justify sheer, your, your yeah, want. <laughs> sheer justification and sheer impulse buy when you're having yep. those, those thoughts. But, and now I look at it, it's like, I've worn it a couple times, but I I'm literally at this point where it's like, okay, I've got these hoodies for backpacking. And then I have hoodies for not, what are we doing? What, what are we doing? You have your nice, I'm not a, a clothes person either. So the mm -hmm. fact now that I have like my, I have one pair of hiking pants and like two athletic t-shirts that are, that are like legitimate. They're great. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, that was an impulse buy. I have to say it. <laughs> we all have them. Guilty. I, I feel it. I've been there. Uh, I have done that um, more times than I'd care to admit. But like, there's just something's the impulse aisle at some of those grocery stores or at Costco, and you're like, oh, that sounds like it'd be cool. I'll get this, and then you know, ends up sitting on a shelf for a few months. And you're like, oh, that's right. I forgot. I, I spent like thirty dollars on that, and I never even touched it again. Uh, it definitely, definitely happens. Costco is the worst. I, so I, bad. Are you, so I'm not sure about Costco. We do not have the membership yet. Okay. And I am not sure about it. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Try, tell me why I should like it. The only reason that I would do it if it wasn't because of how much I love Costco is only to get access to the lower priced gas. Because getting the $60 membership for me per year, I can easily pay that off with just being able to access 30, 40 cent cheaper gas. Um, like today, I filled up at $4.99 for gas, and the park or the shell by my house is $5.69. So that's, you know, 70 cents difference or 60 cents, 60 cents difference. Am I doing that math mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, that, that difference for me, you know, I just got, let's say I got 12 gallons. You know, you're looking at several dollars here. I do that once a week. In three months, I've paid off my Costco membership. So that's why I would do it. I personally love Costco. Um, I, Even if I wasn't getting gas, I would still do it because I really, really like it. But that right there is the number one reason I would do Costco. Okay, okay. I'm, you know, I just, I worry, man. I worry about the, they know what they're doing. It's oh, one yeah. of the most lucrative companies in profitable really i mean clearly it's a profitable business model and they know what they're doing they got the tvs up front they got the drones they've got they've got all the nice watches and jewelry and then you go back and you got alcohol and it's ooh, and you can even get the alcohol apparently without a membership so yep you can't clearly, alcohol and medication you can still do some things even if you want to i and you know that's one for me i, I have to be honest you know i like my beer yep. i'm i'm a beer guy that that has had to that has had to go but on a special occasion, I'm going to still enjoy. And this is this is the thing. Identify. This is what we want to leave you guys with tonight. We want you to take some homework home. Oh, you, maybe you're even sitting home. Maybe you're sitting at the office. I don't know where you're sitting. But 
take this home and think about it. Think about the things in your life that are keys to your own happiness that make you feel good. Like I legitimately went with our upcoming anniversary. I legitimately went and looked for a specific beer that I want to drink Hmm. because that's how much it means to me. And it was, I'll tell you what it was. Ballast Point Hazy Sculpin. It's new for this year. Okay. Okay. So that you know, you know, Ballast Point, they have Sculpin. It's one of their, it's It's like the most, one of the most famous beers in all of San Diego. That, That is right. It is like the flagship beer standard West coast IPA. Uh, then they did a low Sculpin, Sculpin. Then they did grapefruit. And now they finally did hazy Sculpin. And anyway, I saw it and I was like, I keep up with the beer scene because I'm a nerd and I like beer. <laughs> and so I went and literally used their beer finder and tracked it down here in Chandler. And I was so happy because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find this beer here in Arizona. And sure enough, I am. So thank Thank God that you guys are distributing to, to, to Arizona. I love that. But anyway, I, I just identify the things that mean a lot to you. Sean, what's something that means a lot to you that you're not going to reduce because of the inflation? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, uh, I would definitely say for me, kind of beer, but not really for me, it's oh man that is hitting me with the, kind, the tough kind questions of beer. kind of well, kind I'm of gonna, not really while sean is while sean is thinking about it i will definitely link my hazy sculpin i there's dude there has got if you guys are beer drinkers on the how-to hobby scene um within within measure of course we are very specific about our intake uh and not not too much just enough to enjoy and indulge and have a nice, uh, delectable weekend. That's what I do, anyways. But, but right in your comments or in our comments, I, I'm I'm curious. I always am interested in what people are are drinking out there around the around the world. Really, like, what is your thing that you're interested in? One, keeping as a part of this inflation time, and two, uh, that you may be drinking beer wise because I'm always interested in that. We can have a conversation. But I'll link this one. This is the Aloha Sculpin um, Hazy IPA. Um, and Sean, what do you, what's going to be your pick? My thing, it's got to be boba. Uh, oh. I'm, I'm a huge boba fan. Uh, it's, I get it as at least once a week. Um, I don't want to do any more because it can tend to have really high sugar depending on where you go. But I've seen boba prices rise. So it's like your $5. <laughs> BJ's, I went to uh, Tapioca Express and everything was like a dollar thirty higher than it was the last time I'd gone. Um, but yeah, boba is one of those things. It's it's my guilty pleasure. Wow, um, that I that I do. Yeah, dude, it's my brother's too. That's so funny. I yeah, I need to, I need to, I need to dive into that. I I have not, I have not dived into the boba scene yet. So I'm gonna have to take that one as an action. Maybe. Maybe when you come out to visit here, uh, I do just want to let you know on the air, Sean, there is a beer festival going on for Oktoberfest, the weekend Ooh. you were here. So you oh. might have to swing down and uh, come with your boy and see it's going to be a Petalhaas Oktoberfest uh, celebration. So swing out and 
if any listeners want to come out and share a, share a cold one with Sean and I feel free, but yeah. I think we've done a good job sh- tonight, Sean. I don't know. What, what do you think? This has been a f- really fun time talking about the ways we're going to combat this, <laughs> this ugly bear, just how expensive just surviving is now I, I too i i agree i think we've done a good laid a good foundation for the listeners especially based mm-hmm. on our um, last financial episodes so like john said if you haven't listened to our financial ones before we break down 401ks different uh, retirement accounts different ways to save money different kinds of credit cards we've broken all of that down before the intention here is now to do kind of a catch up with the crazy way that the world is now. And then like John said, in, in our next episode, our big goal is we're going to actually break down the tools that we use to budget. I have been working on a spreadsheet uh, on and off for almost a year and a half now um, that I have fine tuned to fit with my lifestyle. And I budget down to the penny and I fill it out and track my credit cards and my checking account and everything. Um, I do it all in there. So we're going to be talking about that, breaking that down, giving you guys a practice template where you can take it, you can play with it however you want and uh, really just try and, and give everybody out there as many tools as possible to help you survive in just how insanely expensive life has gotten. Dude, it's going to be great. We're going to dive into the various, not, and if you don't like Sean's, if you're like, you just, I don't like Sean's, we're going to walk you through some other potential aspects. I do one more manually, but I may even jump into Sean's boat. I've, I've done a mix. So we're going to talk through all of that next time. We hope you you enjoyed tonight's content. We enjoyed spewing with you on all things financial. Again, this is something that we're really passionate about. We want people to find value in what we're talking about. So if you if you found value in this or if you thought we missed anything, please leave us some feedback at our Gmail. Uh, be sure to leave us some some feedback, five-star reviews, wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it be Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Play. We want to know how you're feeling about what we're doing. And without, without any more to say, we're going to bid you adieu, and we hope you have an absolutely amazing rest of your week. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How To Hobby Podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give us a like and or follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks a lot and take care.